guys are at least listening on offers for Stephen Brawl. This is smart. If they were shopping him, which has yet to be confirmed in the couple of weeks that this particular subject has been getting discussed, that would be that much smarter on Ben Charrington's part. And I'll explain why. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this, the DK Sports Radio Podcasting Network. This show is daily shot on pirates. It's just pirates. For a few months now, I've been doing a daily shot every Monday through Friday that covered all of Pittsburgh's teams. It was just too much to talk about. I felt too constricted. So here we are doing one every day, each on Steelers, Penguins, and Pirates. I'm grateful to have you with me here. Brault is, I'm, I'm trying to find a way to say this respectfully, he's, he's not anything super special. Boy, that didn't sound very respectful, did it? Maybe I'll try it again. Brault is basically just your run-of-the-mill lefty. Okay, I'm not going to succeed at this, am I? <laughs> he's, he is what he is. We've seen him here in Pittsburgh now for a couple of years, occasionally have these stretches where you go, wow, look at him. He's so efficient, and all he's doing is throwing fastballs, and he's getting people out, and he goes deeper into games than anybody else on the staff. And then there are times when he's just pounded out of there after an inning and a third, and you're somehow never surprised by either occasion. You're just not. He's he's become that guy. He doesn't have much in the way of stuff. Uh, his fastball barely breaks a wet paper towel. It checks in at around 91, 92 miles an hour. I know he thinks it's more than that, and he talks about it like it's more than that, but it isn't, which means he has to pinpoint it like crazy. And his off-speed stuff is 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 nothing particularly special. But, but, but he is left-handed, and let's not pretend that's not a thing. For the most part, he stays healthy, he takes the ball, he goes out there, and he competes. Really, really good kid. Really good kid. And the Pirates are looking to move him. And, and you know, the, the, the immediate reaction to this sort of thing is going to be, oh, they're always, as soon as somebody gets good, whatever else they want to move him or whatever. But I, I think this is a case where Charrington would not only be smart to try to get value for Brault, but also be setting a course, a hard course, really for the first time in his brief and unusual tenure here. And unusual, of course, I'm talking about just the coronavirus aspect. Charrington probably will be able to get something for Brault. It won't be a ton but there is no commodity in baseball more valuable than starting pitching. And if that pitcher is youngish and a lefty and smart and competitive and has had some success, you might be able to do okay. You might be able to get yourself, to put this into Pittsburgh terms, a couple of pretty good prospects. I'm not going to raise the bar too high. I don't think you'll be fishing from anybody's top 10. 
to pull that off, but you'll be able to get a couple that are decent. And if you're Charrington, that's what you're doing, man. I know nobody wants to hear that. Nothing happens. Nothing happens with this organization until the Pirates legitimately replenish the minor league system, until they legitimately stockpile talent and create competition in the minor leagues. Meaning the prospects against the other prospects, jockeying for position, trying to show who's best, working that much harder so that you don't get overlooked. None of that's been going on in the pirate system throughout the entirety of the tenure of Neil Huntington and Kyle Stark. That never went on there. That never went on there. So you need quality, but you also need quantity in order to make that quality count that much more. Doesn't mean everybody makes it. That doesn't happen in any system anywhere in any sport where all the prospects make it. Nobody's ever that good at evaluating talent. But it does mean that it's the most vital ingredient. You have to get players. You have to get talent. You have to get potential into your system. And the way to do that is to keep moving out assets of value and bringing in more of these prospects. So, why Brault? Why Brault? This portion of Daily Shot is brought to you by our friends at Mike's Beer Bar and North Shore Tavern. Those are sister operations right next to each other on Federal Street, directly across from the Willie Stargell statue and PNC Park. At Mike's Beer Bar, they've got 500 beers on tap. They've got 80 of them just from local taps, more than anybody's got anywhere around. And they take a lot of pride in that, believe me. They're open and waiting for your business. And the same goes for North Shore Tavern right next door, home of the steak on a stone. And you've probably already heard people talking about that particular dish because it's not really a dish. It's an 800-degree stone in which they bring the steak for you to basically finish off the cooking, have that steak exactly the way you want it. Mike's Beer Bar and North Shore. And yes, by the way, you can order from one and have it at the other. Charrington is looking to move, or at least listening on offers to move, Brault, for the simple reason that he's one of the very, very few guys the Pirates had who didn't completely implode in 2020. I've been saying all along that what Charrington needed to do more than anything else in his first year as GM was to hope and to help facilitate existing assets, existing players on the roster to become better, to become more valuable to other teams. And unfortunately, as we all saw, Almost none of that occurred. I said and wrote at the time that the single most devastating thing that was happening to the Pirates wasn't all the ugly losses. It wasn't all the lopsided scores. It wasn't even Miguel Del Pozo. It was that every single game that passed, 
these values kept depreciating on all these guys. Josh Bell, Brian Reynolds, Kevin Newman. Yeah, go up and down the list. Almost everybody regressed. And we were so desperate for anything that remotely resembled good baseball that even the players that we don't think regressed, like Eric Gonzalez and Colin Moran, actually, you know what? They were just kind of themselves. They didn't get better. It's just that they weren't nose-diving disasters like everybody else. Brault wasn't all that great himself, of course, but he did finish very strong. And he made an impression on a lot of people that way. He also finished strong to close out 2019. So there's something of a pattern that's in place. There's something of a positive history that Charrington can put forth in talks. Trust me when I tell you that this will continue happening one by one by one as other players do what Brault did. And people around here won't like it. They'll complain about it, especially if the Pirates are having some kind of success. You'd imagine Josh Bell having uh, another month, for example, the way he did in May of 2019 when, uh, speaking of Stargell, since I just mentioned him, he looked like Willie for about a month and change there. Now, if Bell has a month like that, the Pirates are probably going to be doing pretty well as a team. But that's when you move him. That's when you sell off at highest possible value. Think of it like the stock market, not like a baseball team, because they have to bring in these players. They have to do that. I'm beyond convinced that that's the right approach. I know it won't be what everyone wants to hear, but it's absolutely the right thing to do. When we come back, I'll be joined by Noah Hiles of DK Pittsburgh Sports. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Back. Joined here in studio now by Noah Hiles, one of our baseball beat writers at DK Pittsburgh Sports. And Noah, what was with some, not all, but some of the public reaction to Trevor Williams getting released? And you know what I'm talking about, because there were people that were actually upset about this. I think people get used to the way pirates did business and some people forget that there's a new regime in in town and i think the old pirates they probably hang on to trevor a little bit longer and they this was a guy that you know he's a fan favorite people like him he's affordable why i don't know no 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 no, but but, but it's just the social media thing i mean he was very clever on mm -hmm. social media and i'm sure he still is even though he's blocked me on all social media (laughs) no but i'm serious like what I don't get it. I mean, he had the good half season. No, no, no. It wasn't good. It was great. Yeah. 
to end 2018. But since then, he has been legitimately one of the five worst take-the-ball-every-fifth-day starting pitchers in the majors. Yeah, and I I think one of the reasons why people might have wanted him to hang around a little bit longer was because they wanted to get a full season of him with this new pitching coach. Uh, in the argument that Searage kind of ruined him, I think personally, and Searage was the pitching coach in 2018. Yeah, where and, would that come from? Yeah, and and that was yeah. And Ray's the, the only reason he made a penny. And I think, and Alex and I have both talked about this a couple times now. How the juice ball, if you believe in that or not, I, I think there's, there's pretty good evidence. To sure, there is. That, yeah, mm-hmm. that hurts Trevor Williams. He doesn't have the. Blow he was a fly stuff. ball pitcher who yeah. could no longer afford to give up fly exactly. balls. Exactly, that's it. And he's just someone that's affected by the juice balls, if that's a thing, and I think it is. Um, but I think yeah, people just kind of wanted to see him get a second chance. Uh, with but he this, just but he's had, did. But yeah, he's had plenty of chances, and you know, and that's another thing where he's a good guy, and it, he's easy to root for. He had the podcast with Stephen Brault for a little bit that fans enjoyed. He's been very personable. He's been very great with his charity and his foundation and all of that. But all that's nice. Hang on. I left my violin sitting around here I was going to say, all that's nice. You know what makes him probably even more of a likable player is if he were to, you know, have an ERA under four. be a good pitcher. Yeah. As it was, his ERA was 6.18. And he gave up enough home runs to fill the Allegheny River to actually block barges from making it under the 6th Street Bridge. Whenever Trevor Williams was pitching, the Pittsburgh River Rescue Center was on high alert. I would get these amber-type alerts on my phone. Trevor's pitching. I mean, you anyway, look, you get the idea. Yeah, you look through his numbers. 2017 and 2018, his home run per nine was .8, which mm-hmm. isn't great but isn't terrible. No, Garrett era. Cole had that. But then 2019, it was 1.7. That's oh, ridiculous. And it doubled. And this year, yeah. 2.4. Which is a joke. 2020. It's he a joke. 15 home runs in a 60-game season. And and yet he would speak afterward as if the home runs were just unlucky outliers, which is what a lot of people in baseball have become conditioned to say at this point. Uh, well, it's just a fly ball that just happened to travel a little bit further. No, dude, you gave up a home run. And you here's know? the thing. I mean, some of those pitches, he, I think he allowed multiple home runs in a game. There's a player on the Reds. I can't remember who it was. He had a three-home run game. It might have been Suarez. Suarez, a, 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 yeah. Yeah, Eugenio Suarez. And in those, in the, out of those three that he allowed to him, two of them were good pitches. They were right on the edge of the plate. But here's the thing. When you're a fly ball pitcher and you realize the balls are juiced, it's not baseball's well, job to cater to you. Right. Also, you you're allowed adjust. to you're allowed to throw harder than 90 miles an hour. Yeah. I mean, he has no fastball, and his off-speed stuff really wasn't anything special either. He just he worked his tail off. He did. Okay, and I, you know, the fact that let's not lose sight of the fact that Trevor Williams was DFA'd by the Pirates, which means designated for assignment, and that's not an instant release. There are 10 days in that span in which a team can trade outright uh, or put on waivers for that player to hook up somewhere else. Um, Trevor wasn't picked up by anybody. He's now declared himself a minor league free agent. Now somebody's going to pick him up. Pitching is, wow, (laughs) it's in terrible shape across baseball, and someone's going to take a flyer on him. Uh, I just like the fact that Ben Charrington – 
has shown signs already that he isn't about to hold on to somebody else's mistakes. No. And not that acquiring Williams was a mistake. I'm not, that's no. not what I'm suggesting here. That was a good trade by Huntington. I'm just talking about if you keep him further, it's a mistake. Yeah, and there was no reason to keep him around. You look at the outline of the entire organization and Trevor Williams is not a not going to be a part of this next playoff roster he's not providing any value right now and the trajectory that he was on he was not going to provide any extra value if he was no one wanted him in a trade so this was the only move that they had he was a nice guy people liked him apparently and it's sad to see him go in that aspect of it but this was the smart baseball move to make and that's saying something because this organization at times in the past with the last regime wasn't making moves like this, doing the right thing, thinking with their heads. Noah Hiles writes about baseball. He also covers Duquesne basketball for us. He does podcasts. He had a terrific one this past weekend that you're going to want to dig up uh, a long interview with Jim Leland. That sounded like it was fun. It was. I mean, there's especially when you're young in this business, you come into it, you have a bucket list of guys you want to... Oh, he's talk. on it for and sure. He was, he was yeah. definitely, when I created the concept of this show, I made a long list and he was near the top of Amazing it. thing, Noah, if you called him back in five years, he'd remember the conversation that you had. He's that's, like that. Yeah, and that's... I, I remember I got I actually got his contact information from another guest, Lanny for Terry, helped me book him. And I was like, Are you sure about this? Do you think he'll be and he's like, Oh be down yeah. For it. Oh yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. that was a really cool one. We've check got some out other cool ones coming up too. Check out Noah Hiles' stuff, uh, both on DK Pittsburgh Sports and on DK Sports Radio. When we come back, just one question. Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door, your car, your gym locker, your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org. Welcome back. Time for our Just One Question segment, which, of course, involves, you know, just one question. You can send yours in uh, any way you'd like. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we've got pages on all social media. You can also just put it on DK Pittsburgh Sports right on the app in comments. I'll see it. I check everything. I'm weird like that. You'll get it to me. Today's question comes from Ben Latrario. He asks, what if any plans do the Pirates have for Jamo? Starter from day one, a bullpen, then a starter? Uh, Ben's referring, of course, to... Jamison Tyone, who's coming back from a second Tommy John surgery. And when you've been through everything that that kid's been through, uh, not least of which is uh, a brief and successful battle with cancer, uh, being hit in the head with the line drive, I mean, it's just, it, there's almost nothing that hasn't been crossed off his list. 
you're probably smart to start thinking about ways to uh, become more effective, uh, become more efficient, uh, to not put yourself as much at risk. I don't know that becoming a reliever is the magic wand there. Nick Birdie is a relief pitcher, and we all know how rough it's been on him. Uh, he's also gone down twice. Uh, actually, now three times. I take that back to major injuries. You can work with pitching mechanics experts. You can do different things that they will tell you will alleviate the stress on this body part or that body part. But ultimately, the frequency with which you pitch isn't something that a lot of people have attached scientifically to better health. That decision is going to be something that Tyone will make, I believe, singularly, meaning at the end of the line. Uh, it's his life. It's his career. He's already put so much into it. He's already had so many setbacks. He's bright enough to make the right decision. More than bright enough. One of the brightest people in all of professional sports. But he's also going to make it in conjunction with a lot of experts because he's smart in that way as well. He'll deal with the experts that Ben Charrington has on staff. I'm sure he'll deal with outside experts, same way he did before his decision to have the latest surgery. I'm not going to sit here and pull for one or the other. But you know what, Ben, if it sounded like I'm leading toward one thing uh, through this, it, it, it might be that, yeah, I do kind of hope he works out of the pen, and I hope he's brought along slowly. Um, I don't know that that'll make a difference. But I do know that in watching Chad Cool this past season, it was uplifting to watch every additional .1 or .2 that he would tack on to his IP line at the end of a start. You know what I mean? Where you go, oh, wow, he threw three and a third this time? That's cool. Next time, let's do three and two-thirds. That's the nature of that occupation. Pitchers know what they're getting into when they get into it. Uh, Tyon knew. Tyon obviously... Um, Loves the game, loves the craft, to be this immersed in it, to be this dedicated to it. He's already made a pretty nice chunk of change in his life, and he could probably find a way to do something else. You know what I mean? He still wants to do this. He still put himself through yet another year and change of getting back to the mound. So I, I would say in this case, if I'm a betting man on this, as opposed to pulling for one outcome or the other... Man, it's gonna it it's gonna be hard for Tyon to convince himself to not start. Let's put it that way. Let's put it that way. Especially after watching his really good friend Chad Cool come back and do that. And you know what? He came back himself and did it. So one of the many interesting storylines to come about the 2021 Pirates. Thanks so much for the question. Thanks so much for listening today. Mm-hmm.